some brands are legendary. In every category, someone sets the standard, and some of them even have raving fans. Join Scott Wozniak and Jack Fussell, the CEO and CMO of Swaz Consulting, on a journey of discovery. How did the legends do it? And how can you become a legendary brand too? All right, so Scott, there's been a lot of research done by our firm on what makes a legendary brand. And because there's a lot of myths around this, right? And we've kind of already started unpacking some of these. People are like, oh, we're B2B. We can't be legendary. Or we're in a super crowded B2C space. We can't be legendary. But the thing that I've I've been so fascinated by is the amount of research done and how how we've created this thing called the customer experience engine. And unlike, you know, all these tuned cars, my kids are big into those. And one engine has all these things and this other engine doesn't. This engine is actually extremely consistent mm-hmm. with the things that make a legendary brand. So why don't you talk us through today kind of an overview in this podcast about what does actually make up this customer experience engine? Yeah, it's it's uh, what we're going to describe is the generic engine, right? The the consistent pattern the way you apply it probably adjusts for your company, right? How you measure it. We mentioned this earlier, right? If, if you're a construction company, it's smaller, fewer, bigger deals, right? If you're retail, it's smaller, more frequent deals. And so the measures might adjust, but this really is consistent across all of them. And so, yeah, let's do a high level overview. Um, The fuel. So imagine a diagram. In fact, if you want to get any of this diagram stuff, you can come to our websites, uh, swazconsulting.com, and you can get all this stuff. We'll put diagrams and things on there. We'll put some links in the show notes for you to get info. So imagine the fuel, right? There's the stuff pouring into the engine, and the fuel that goes into the engine is customer insight. Everything we're going to talk about you do tactically assumes you actually know who your customers are, what they really want. Other places, they call it product market fit, right? Like the product is your customer. The market is you. You got to make a fit. What's going on in their life and how do you show up and make their life better? What do you provide that actually adds value? Um, one of the, the fun examples of this is this, the old, this is an old classic thing. Um, the guy says, what do you sell? Like we sell quarter inch drill bits. Like, no, no, you don't actually sell quarter inch drill bits. You sell, they, they don't want your bit, right? That's not what you do. They want a quarter inch hole in the wall. Actually, no, they don't even want a quarter inch hole in the wall. They want a place to hang family memories and feel connected and warm and fuzzy. Your quarter inch drill bit matters only if it helps them get to their fuzzy, warm and happy family feeling from the family photo they want to hang on the hallway. It's not your thing. It's how your thing makes their life better, which means you need to know their life and you need to know. So everything assumes it's customer insight. And too often people just like, do it backwards, right? They make a bunch of products, they throw it in the market, they cross their fingers and see if somebody's going to buy it. Um, you can save yourself a lot of hassle by going upstream, figuring out who your customer is and then coming back. So the fuel that drives everything we're about to talk about is customer insight. All right, the next big piece, imagine the biggest gear, big fat gear with two little gears next to it, little baby gears. The big boy, the big, big mama is operational excellence. Nah, I know, Jack, that's usually this is where everyone frowns at us, right? Like, they're like, wait, aren't you supposed to talk about like parties and handwritten notes and like AI? Can we just do more marketing? Can we do another ad? <laughs> Thank you. Let's not do this. Let's not talk about operational excellence. Yeah, this is hard and is not exciting. Like, it's like when you go to fig, you're like, I want abs 
and they finally tell you that abs are actually formed in the kitchen and not in the gym. And you're like, like this is not what I wanted to hear. Yeah. I just yeah. wanted to do more crunches and then Listen, go eat my ice for cream. For the record, underneath this stomach are some rock hard abs, Jack. I'm pretty sure. There's just a- uh, I keep my bubble wrap for protection. So <laughs> Yeah. See, these are too precious to let these <laughs> open air. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Dang it. Um, yes. That's a painfully accurate analogy. We got to come up with a less painful analogy, Jack. <laughs> Now I feel like I need to go do some crunches. Um, I'm suddenly hungry for ice cream. (laughs) (laughs) And they wonder why we don't have six packs. Um, So yeah, it's exactly, listen, this is the, we say this is first in sequence and in priority. It doesn't matter. In fact, I've, I have joked this, right? This is the Scott Wozniak plan for driving your brand into the ground, right? This is how to ruin your brand. I know this is why they listen to the the podcast. They love this. I would want you to do the crazy advertising Jack's talking about. Get world-class advertising and marketing and then have bad operations. And then you'd convince everybody to come find out you're actually really bad at your job, right? Like guys, yeah. They, they will there's raving fans, there's also raging fans, right? Like like all Oh of yeah. You want to get people to talk about you, uh just mess up really badly on the fundamentals and they will tell everybody how bad you are. You do not want to skip operational excellence. It's the basics, it's discipline, and there's a better systems to do it. So we'll talk all about how you do that later. There's a lot of options for doing it, but man, it's the first gear. I wish it was. It really is. And just having that, I, I one time I was working at an agency and we were working on this brand and we'd done all their branding and everything else, but they still were like missing the mark. The reviews were horrible. They were getting yeah. just... Uh, they were builder. And so they were actually starting to get lawsuits threatened against them and everything else. So they asked me, they say, can you help us? Your strategist, can you help us figure out what's going wrong? So I had their entire leadership team in a room. It was like 10, 10 guys. And these are like diehard construction guys. They thought spending time with me in a boardroom with a whiteboard was the biggest waste of time yeah. in their entire life. Yes. And at first I was maybe agreeing with them a little bit. Uh, but then I asked one simple question and I said, I want us to go around the room and define what success looks like. And there were, I think, 12 people and we got 12 different answers. Wow. And I said, that is why you're delivering a a horrible customer experience is because the 12 of you aren't even on the same page. Yeah. And that is what we talk about with operational excellence. That's right. And even if they figured out how to all do their 12 things with excellence, right, then that's assuming everything's perfect. They're still going to create a weird experience for the customer because they're all running crossways with each other. Yeah. This is, this is the beginning of the game is can we show up with excellence? Yes. Question your customers are asking is not how fancy are you? How cool is your advert? The question they're asking is, can I trust you? Yeah. I, I don't know if this is the book, Scott, I'll tell you this one and you can quote me on it. Nice. I tell people all the time, trust is the currency of business. Ooh, yes. Uh, you're not seeking. If you're seeking dollars, you'll do anything. If you're seeking trust, you got to play your A game. It requires, and wherever trust goes is where people go. So when you earn it, they follow you. When you lose it, they leave. Th- listen, this is what we were talking before, about people kind of in this uh, non-sexy categories. Sometimes you can create raving fans if you're the only one they trust. Yeah, that's huge. Just don't screw up. Like part of why we love Bucky's is you know what? My shoes never stick to the floor of that bathroom. It's always clean and shiny. They actually greet me when I walk in. That's why I was like, it's not the no, they do a couple of cool things, but mostly 
they just don't suck, right? Like I actually trust them. What? <laughs> Mind blown. That's their new tagline, Bucky's. We simply don't suck. That's but... right. <laughs> I mean, listen, just so we don't just pick on gas stations. What about your doctor's office? What if what if you have a two o'clock appointment? You walk in, they're ready for you at two, right? The doctor. I wish. I, I wish. If so, then you and you need to talk because my doctors are not that way. As a matter of fact, my doctor charges me if I'm late or cancel, but they can be an hour Thank to two you. hours late and I still have to pay them. Thank you. It's it's uh, There's a whole industry assumption here. Yes. Uh, construction, right? Especially if you're doing like home construction, they're like, ah, whatever it is, it'll be more money and later, even after you account for more money and later. And we're all like, ah, what are you going to do? It's construction. So the guy yeah. who's on time and hits budget blows our mind. Yeah. This is not optional and in and of itself can blow people's minds. So we'll talk about how to do that in a minute, but this is the big year. The first major thing you do is you build trust, find out what they're counting on you for and nail the basics. Yeah. Then when you get that right, the next little gear in the engine, now we go to tiny little gear, little bit, little things can have big impact if you have trust, right? If you've got that currency built up, we call the second little gear personalized service. You make a personal human connection, not, not generic service. Like I'm not talking, Hey, dear customer, I'm talking to Jack, right? Hey, Jack, how are you doing? Hey, how did that trip with your wife to Italy go? Let's talk about, I mean, that. That specific comment, oh, I heard you guys just went to be congrats, or even, I'm so sorry, I heard your mother passed or something, like personal stuff. Because the question everyone starts asking after, do, can you can I trust you? The question they ask is, do you care about me? Yeah. Do you see me? Do I matter, right? Am I a real person? So there's little ways that we we reach out and we we can teach you. Again, we'll talk about this in the future. How do you make that connection and make people see feel heard, feel seen, feel noticed, right? And it's little things. I, I have an amazing example of this. So we are Disney fans, have been for a long time. And we don't stay at the Grand Floridian. That's the super expensive one that you can like, you uh -huh. know, throw a rock and hit the, the Cinderella's castle from, but we don't yeah, stay yeah. there. But we always do a trip where we do what's called the monorail loop. And so we'll drive it, we'll ride around and go shopping. And Landon, he's 14 now, so he's probably like seven the first time we um, took him to this hotel, took him to the gift shop. He sat down. There were all these plastic boats, and he pulled out like 30 of these plastic boats and had them everywhere on the floor. And I see one of their employees, they call them cast members, walking over, and I thought, oh, she's going to tell us we have to get up. She's going to yeah. tell us we have to get up off the floor and whatever. She sits down on the floor with him. She's like 60. She sits down on the floor with him. She said, what are we playing? Tell me the rules. Wow. Can I be that team? And they played together for like 15 minutes. And her name's Christine. We took a picture. He uh, said, can I, have, can I have my picture with you? She's a gift shop person. She's not out riding a ride. She's not, you know, a Minnie yeah, Mouse, a character. Yeah. She's just Christine. Well, we have gone back every year for the last seven years. And I, in my phone, have a picture of Landon with Christine every year for the last seven years. Wow. And even if she's busy, crazy, she sees us, she lights up, she runs over and, you know, gives them a hug and is like, oh my gosh, you've gotten so tall. And how are you, how's school going? And that cost zero money. Mm. This is not a 25 million or hundred million dollar ride. This yeah. is one person simply caring about another person. And in my son's eyes, when he hears the word Disney, he doesn't think Space Mountain or whatever else. He mm. thinks Christine. He thinks of that experience. That is the power of caring. I love that. 
So personalized service. Yes. There's this human way. We spoiler for those of you who are like, I don't know, we're not retail, right? There's a there's a way to do this in business to business and technical. We'll cover that. But oh yeah. You find a way to make someone feel like I matter, what I'm interested, who I am matters. Fundamentally, you like me, right? I mean, yeah. that's really what it would come down Huge. to. Why does he love Christine is because Christine makes him feel like he is someone she's interested in. And so what do you know? Uh, we'll go back to Disney. You're right. We, you, you need to understand we're Disney fans as well, especially the, the theme parks, <laughs> Disney, the conglomerate, yes. um, th- that can be take good. it or leave it at times. Exactly. But, yeah. but their theme parks are, we have a, to tell you how crazy nuts we are in this. You're going to hear a lot of Disney stories. There's a, a theme park in the Atlanta area called Six Flags Over Georgia. So I don't know if you've been there much, Jack. We've been down to Disney in Orlando, which is an, an eight-hour drive for us or, or a, a two-hour flight, right? Yeah. More times. We've been there more times than we've been 30 minutes down the road to Six yeah. Like, I mean, Six Flags is okay. Like, they have some cool roller coasters. They don't have this. They don't have no. this magical moment where I get sucked into these marvelous worlds and feel like I matter and I'm cool. I just get to ride a cool coaster at Six Flags and it's not the same thing. I'll pay way yeah. more money to travel way further to go down to the place that makes me feel like this. Exactly. Yeah. And again, this is true in technical and even government and like it can be done, guys. Okay. So the final gear in the engine is memorable moments. So what we say is, listen, if you've done all this, but not memorable moments, right? You got to know them with insight. You built trust with excellence. You make them feel cared for with these. They love you, but just because they love you doesn't mean they're talking about you. It's entirely possible to have loving customers who aren't yet raving about you. If you want to go from loving to raving, you got to activate it. You got to get them talking. And how do you get them talking? Well, what we learned is you don't get people talking by convincing them of the facts. People don't tell facts, they tell stories. And so we create story-worthy moments, right? You, you have this, what we call memorable moment that makes something pop in their memory and be like, oh, this thing with Christine, right? You can have generically good time, but if there's not at least a moment that you can capture and you don't have to cross your fingers and hope it happens, you can train your staff, that's personalized service. You meet them where they are. You can also pre-plan that. So like Disney has designed memorable moments. Okay. They did, they've done this. We've run this whole system with them. They call it magic moments, right? Cause mm-hmm. it's Disney magic. That's their jam, but they have like designed spots where you're going to take the picture and then a staff member standing there waiting for you. And they'll say, let me take your family photo here with the castle behind or the Epcot ball or, you know, all these little moments, they've got park spot in front of the big tree. They've got these design spots for the picture. They have a moment, like there's always a spot where you come around the corner and there's a surprise parade happening. And they there's designed moments to give you some sort of story to tell. And you, I've seen this done with construction companies, right? Where they, at the end of the build, they throw this epic party with red carpets and have people come celebrate, look who's coming into the neighborhood. And I've, I've seen people do it with the, Apple does it with their packaging, right? Oh yeah, yeah. It's crazy. People can't throw away their Apple boxes. It's, I have them all. I have stacks of them. And what do we do with them, Jack? They're in my, <laughs> my, sitting on my wife's nightstand right now. Her, her Mac with the phone, with the, with the watch. I mean, it's all just stacking. And I'm like, what are we doing with the box? Nothing. No, j- just in case. Right. Yeah. Cause it was such a moment opening that box that we, we just can't feel good getting rid of it. It felt too special to us. Yeah. So there's a 
hundred different ways to do it. We'll talk all about it, but you don't hope they talk about you. You do something so memorable that they're like, oh, now listen, if you try to skip to this part at the end without doing the other parts of the engine, it won't work. We've tried that. That is the truth. A customer insight, the whole process, you can't, a lot of people try to design magic without even knowing what the customer wants. Yes. They have no yes. clue or they haven't operationalized it because you can't deliver mediocre. You know, if, you know, Motel 6 is at the end of it with, and they're, you know, maybe one day they become legendary, but right now they're not necessarily known for that. But if at the end of just an average night, an average day, then they try to like shoot confetti at you as you're walking out, you're like, what the heck? This is so weird. Yes. This doesn't make sense. But if you did the other stuff, you can do a small little thing and they'll go nuts for you. Yeah. It's a little gear, right? Which is why, which is why the final piece is we have a, a, a belt, like it's kind of, you know, thing that wraps around behind all the gears. It's not a gear itself. It's the thing that runs it all together. And we call that a healthy leadership team. And this wraps up the engine diagram for us. And the keyword is healthy. You can have a lot of smart individuals, even healthy individuals, but a healthy team all has a shared win. Back to this, this example, mm. you said about 12 different definitions of success. Um, listen, you can't do half the engine and get half the, the raving fans. Like it's, it's all or nothing. If you don't have the insight, you'll design an experience and they don't care. If you don't have the excellence, they won't talk to you and build a relationship, right? If the product sucks, they don't want to play with your kid on the floor. And, but if you stack these things, Oh, the normal thing is raving fans. It's just predict. It's why the engine metaphor It's why we love that is it's just, it's just normal. It's just predictable process. You get the normal output. Like, Oh yeah, it's not luck, but it only works when the whole engine runs in sync. And that's the leadership team's job. It's kind of like, um, like playing football, very different positions, yeah. we very different things you tactically do, but we all have one number we're chasing one win, one goal, and it's defined all throughout. So we all, we share resources and we talk, but, but we all do it from the frame of like all of us all in when you run the whole engine, you get the, you get raving fans every day, all day. When you run half, you can't yank one of the things out though, right? Yank one gear out and be like, we're going to eh, get nothing, right? Yeah. Have it, you ever driven a car when something breaks like that? Yeah. It doesn't keep part. going. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It really doesn't. One key part and this whole thing's crashed. Yeah. So that's our team as a leadership team is to all buy the same vision and all coordinate with each other to make sure the customer is blown away. And then that means they buy more and more often, pay full price, and then tell others to buy from you. Thanks for spending some time with us on your journey to legendary. If you enjoyed this episode and want more content like this, you may want to sign up for our newsletter. You can do that and learn about all the ways we are helping leaders build legendary brands at swazconsulting.com. That's www.swozconsulting.com. Greatness is possible. You just have to build the right engine.